all together now. We need a good song. What's a good song we can play today? So you Anything just said new? the Beatles all together now? That's a new song. Hey, we need a new hit song to play, Sammy. Why don't you play All Together Now by the okay. Beatles? All right, well, Is this how our day's going to be, Sarah? I'm starting the show. Here, play it. Fiber one for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I didn't. I had seed duction bread, seed duction okay, bread. Okay, so tons of fiber. Peanut butter, tons cinnamon, of, tons of protein. Half an apple sliced. Okay, the apple's not doing much for you. <laughs> of course it is. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's all a farce. Come on now. No, it absolutely works. I want you to refrain on those fart messages, though. I'm booking us some new guests, you know, and um, in our... I didn't do this as you. I'm t- Sarah, I have not eaten since yesterday. The last meal I ate was fresh-made pasta, okay, with a very simple, just like some butter, garlic, and a little bit of a tomato-like sauce that I made. Oh, look at you, go. Okay. Super. I didn't do it, though. Oh, you got plated? I gave credit. I give credit to my friends. That's what I do now. I like. I'll I like. I'll like put it all. In theory, I'll put it all together, right? Then my friends will come. Like, dude, let me help. I'll be like, yeah, man, here. And they'll just do like the easiest shit. Like, you know, like literally like mix stuff that's already like I already made the sauce. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm just like, dude, put some butter in there. Take a spoonful of sauce. Toss it in there. Toss in the pasta. Look at you. You're a chef. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, well, I want this. That's been my move for years. I do this to a lot of my like a lot of my friends that come up. They go, man, I just feel bad. Like I just feel like I want to help. You know, let me help. And like they just harass me about wanting to help. I'm like, God, just let me finish cooking this meal. Like well, it's fun. But they just want it. So I go, fine. You know what you can do? Have you ever cut pasta before? You ever made this before? Check this out. And I'll put it in the like you know. And I'll give them the sheet. And I'll like have them like put it through just like a cutter. It's a machine, and right? And they feel like they made it. And they're it like, dude, thank friends? you, thank you, bro. Your friends seem like it doesn't take much for them to then take credit. I mean, Sarah, when ramen is your livelihood, okay, putting pasta through a pasta cutter is. Fancy That's cooking. like the absolute last part, though. Like, you really did nothing. Didn't I tell you this one year that... Actually, no. My, this that's one a, year? This one year, actually. So, uh, that story, I mean, that story's like, whatever, okay? But oh, right. one year, I actually had a girlfriend reach out to me, and she goes, Hey, for your birthday, because you always make dinner for me, I want to make you dinner. And oh, I was God. like, sweet, okay. I was like, what are you going to make me? She goes, I really want to make lasagna. And I was like, all right, fine. Sounds perfect <laughs> to me. Like, perfect. You want to make lasagna? Cool. The day beforehand, she goes, hey, can you just help me get some stuff together, though, like, so I can make this? And she gives me a list, like, saying that, like, you know, like, can you just go by the grocery store and just get this stuff okay, for me? Like, get sure. this for me, right? No, no, no. The list was, can you make me fresh pasta? Can you make me the tomato <laughs> sauce? Can you buy ricotta and parmesan and some basil leaves? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so I literally made the entire dish. I gave it to her, and all she did was she literally scooped the sauce. Put the noodles, put some cheese, scoop more sauce, put Probably some noodles, put that some way. cheese. And I was just like, okay, so this is, okay, I got it. <laughs> I understand. Probably much better that way. Well, yeah. there you go. You know, I always wonder about you because it, that's the thing, I think, for people that are just discovering our podcast, you are the food guy. I, mean, I am. You can make anything. I mean, literally, and I'm not saying like Which you just Which is amazing. Cook. Like, it's amazing that I've been single for so damn long, right? This is the guy, by the way. This is what I want to know because years ago when we were on another radio station, you actually went out and purchased a refrigerator. Like, I think one of those, like, massive. I didn't purchase it. I stole it from our old host. Oh, you stole it from our old host. Okay, and then you were curing duck meat I or something. I actually used it. So I made it into a curing fridge, yeah, and I would cure stuff in there. How the hell? Are you still doing that? I still can. I How can do, you do it now. What were you making? You were making I like made duck, duck prosciutto. I made duck, duck prosciutto. prosciutto. I did my own bacon in there. I did some brassaola one time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I dude, love I'm it. telling you, you... All you need is just, because here's the thing, when you have a fridge, you can use any fridge to do it in theory, but you need to have it warmer. So, like, I had my one fridge that I was keeping, like, my actual, like, eggs and whatever shit I needed, you know, in there, like, my milk and stuff that needed to be cold. Okay. That was in there. So, I just had this other fridge that I jacked the temperature up so it was hot, so it wasn't really that warm. It was only, like, 42 degrees in there as opposed to being, like, 35, Ah. 30, you know, 35 degrees like a fridge normally is. And that was it. And then I could, boom, hang there, cured my... (laughs) 
cured my duck breasts after I, you know, I cured them, hung them to dry. There you go. Checked the weights, you know. Once we got around 25%, 30% water loss level, I was like, all right, let's eat this shit. <laughs> oh, did it all right. Look at this. I'm so bad at Hit this game. Hit us with a disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh, oh my God. But it's what you got. Okay, look, because here's the thing. I have realized this, that I am, I'm, okay, I'm not a picky eater, but I am a very picky eater, Right. So I'll be the first Excuse one. Excuse me? Like, this is someone you give me a hard time? No, no, but okay. I'm like, here, I will eat anything as long as I know it's good, mm. right? Mm. But when I go to a party and someone's like, oh, my God, Sammy, you have to try this 13-layer dip I got off Pinterest. I go, fuck no. That shit's <laughs> disgusting. Like, it's just a can of this, another can of this, a can of olives, a can of dr- green chilies, a can of sour cream, a can of salsa, a can mm, of peanut butter, good to me. a can of fucking cheese, a can of, like, I was like, no, I'm not, like, that's not good food. Yes, it may taste good, but I know what the hell that is, and, like, I'm not going to eat that. So, like, I'm picky in that sense. So that's why, like, with a lot of times, my friends, like, you know, if they're coming over, I would just rather, like, prep a bunch of stuff. And then have, like, they're like, well, let's cook dinner tonight. I was like, great. Come on over, guys. I'll prep it all. So all we really have to do as a group is like, you know, like roll out pasta sheets, cut it, maybe chop up some garlic, do very simple last minute, you know. Okay. Nothing too, like, fancy. And that was your night last night. I mean, that's what I did yesterday just on accident because I was so bored. I was productive yesterday. Do you know how, you know how hard adulting is? I know. It is, it is difficult. It, so- it is, by the way. So I, I'm, I like that because I feel like that really says who you are. You know, you're a big food person. I am a big food person, but yesterday I was so productive because I had to wake up early and take my dog for this teeth cleaning surgery. Yeah. Because his breath literally smelled like the devil's anus. Like, (laughs) it was the most horrendous thing I have ever... Like, it was so bad that we would be in rooms. Like, in a living room. In a large living room with people hanging out. And then all of a sudden someone would be like, dude, who farted? And I'd be like, actually, no, if you guys look in the corner over there, my dog's licking himself. That is literally his stank breath, which is emanating through the hallways and through the living room to pierce your nostrils. Like, it is disgusting. So I finally got him to get this thing, but I was up, and it's like 8 in the morning. Seven so, morning. By the way, did the surgery work out with? Oh your my dog? god, his breath smells like so much better. It and smells what did like they do? Just breath. like scrape his tongue. Uh, they or have something? to like use like high powered water jets and like scrapers, like scrape and, like down he his had, throat. No, or he had green teeth. teeth, Sarah. His oh. teeth had never been cleaned his entire life. Well, he'd been in the dog shelter how long? For years, they thought. Oh, I know because so, he is blind. Yeah, you can you can see what Magoo like looks like on your uh, Instagram on the Sammy K. Um, well, look, we have a lot to get to on this podcast, by the way, and mm-hmm. I. So you can tell us two more about Magoo and this whole... I got a lot to tell you about my day yesterday. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay. Well, but you perfect. you keep on cutting me off. I see, that's the thing is I want to get into now because anyone that listens to the show, Sarah, knows that you go, yes, and we'll talk about it. And then by the end of the show, you go, all right, and we're done. See y'all later. <laughs> no, no, no. And you cut me off. So that's why I'm trying to get all my stories in right now. Okay, I got one last thing I want to say. Just one last thing I want to say. I was just going to do no, the tease. One last thing, Sarah. No, one last thing, then you can up. tease because I know that once you do the tease, I'm done. I'm never going to speak again. Okay? All right, what is it? Okay. I woke up yesterday really early. This is what I was trying to get to, all okay. right? And I had nothing. And unfortunately, I was out of marijuana. Oh, okay? my God. So I didn't have anything to do. So I literally sat around yesterday, and I had the most... Like, you know when you're so productive that you're, like, ashamed of yourself? Yeah. Like, that was me yesterday. I sat there when, my, when like, when my roommate came back yesterday. He literally comes to me and goes, Dude, did you make fresh pasta? And I was like, yeah. He's like, did you make fresh dumplings, too? And I was like... Yeah. Well, this is productive. He's like, did you vacuum and clean the... I was like, yeah. He's like, did you do any work today? I was like, yeah, I did all my emails I haven't done for two weeks. It was the worst day of my life, Sarah. That seems like the best day. It you was the were worst super day. It's the worst day. I didn't eat until like 8 p.m. because I just wasn't hungry. <laughs> it was a horrible day. So oh anyways, God, adulting sucks. Is this a Sammy rant? Yeah, it was my adulting sucks rant. All right, now here. Now let's start the show because now I don't have to worry about talking. Now I can just chime in with whatever you want for the rest of the show. Oh, my God. You gave me a solid nine minutes and 45 seconds. I did seconds. give you a nine minutes, yeah. Okay, now you get the next 50. You go, girl. Okay. <laughs> you go. Anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, welcome to the show. That's usually how we start. It is. And, you know, if you are new to the show, you do get these little tidbits of our lives, which are great because you learn to get to know us. Um, and this podcast is funny, inspiring, pop culture driven, and a Sammy rant. That's basically what you get. But usually... 
I get cut off at the very end. So that's like, not true. No. You weigh in on all the time. Oh no, I always weigh in. But whenever I'm like, oh Sarah, I got this really great story to tell you. you go, oh my god, that is great. Let's talk we about both it on the show. Forget it, and then by the end, it's but, like no. Hold on, I have an, I have a reason to forget it. After yesterday, I realized that you have zero reason to forget anything, okay? What happened yesterday? After yesterday when I was sober all day long, I realized you have zero reason to forget oh. shit all day long. Like, you're not smoking weed. You could, you should be, like, that's ridiculous. Well, look, we have a lot to get to and more of your life. Um, but I do want to ask you a couple things. First of all, so pictures of you online drinking. Like, do you ever po- sm- uh, post pictures of you smoking weed? All the time. O- on all your social media. Talking about, yeah. Okay, well, if you post pictures of you drinking now, it I... absolutely is, doesn't affect your career anymore at all. Like, no. this is proven by science. No. Oh, you don't think that there's still people that don't post drink Like, teachers? Like, this story is saying, even if you're a teacher, you can be posting a picture with your with drinking a beer. Okay, which so... I bet there's a lot of teachers listening that won't post but an alcohol picture. But what are picture. you? You're a te- what, are you what are you, a nun? You're a teacher, okay? If I dealt with seven-year-olds all day long, trust me, I drink a lot more than a beer. Yeah, but the parents are so judgmental. I'd be free-basing that beer if I could. You know what I mean? Like So judgmental. But how can a parent be judgmental? Like, they're the ones that are, what, because that one parent doesn't drink? Well, it's That's like bull a That's bullcrap. Double... Like, they're all drink. Trust me, most of these mommies are drinking martinis anyways and popping right. painkillers. But it's the double standard of, well, you work with kids. I'm not saying it's right. You work I'm with saying kids. That's I the raise perception. a child, and that's somehow a double standard? I'm I... saying that's the perception. It's like, Hey, if you're if you're a teacher working with today's youth, this is how you have to behave. But anyway, the good news is pictures of you drinking will no longer kill your career. So we'll talk about that. Yes. Then I have a really serious question. Would you want to go to Auschwitz and then experience it in virtual reality? Or do so, you think that might be like too much? Like wait, like experience being there at the time? Yeah, and then Absolutely. Like, ex- that would be mind blowing. Because it's coming. Good. It like, should be. You're gonna go to Auschwitz now and you're gonna believe and feel as though you are in a gas chamber. Have you done virtual reality yet? You know, I'm trying to think about this. I don't think I really have. Because I have did you? one. I did the super legit one last week at this like party that I was at. Okay. Right? And no joke, I 100% thought I was like under the water in the ocean. Like, really? There. It was amazing. And then no joke, I actually thought I was like shooting guns at a shooting range, like physically doing it. I'm trying to think of what I was at Disney because I'm trying. I think Disney that doesn't would be count. The only no, place. no, not some old, not virtual reality from their 1980s. Like they're like, oh, we built this virtual reality machine in 1980s for Futureland. Like no, Sarah. Like modern day, like virtual reality, like the glasses, the things that you see people just like freaking out and going. It's amazing. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. We'll tell you where what I guess very historic places are now considering having you really experience what people went through. Do you think this is a good idea yes, or not? Yes, I do. And then lastly, if you're going to have a dry wedding, so absolutely no booze, is that insulting to your guests? Um, we have to discuss. There's actually a couple getting trolled by their own guests. For having a dry wedding. And I, I can see both sides of this, so I want to discuss that story, too. Um, we do have a phone line. We've, we've got some voice messages. Now I've just got to figure out how to retrieve them, so we'll play them tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to weigh in on any of our topics, our phone line is 207 613 Nine, five. So call us. You can leave a message. If you don't want your real name out there, then give us a fake one because your, vesi- your message will be played back. So I just have to figure out how to play them. Like, it, it gives you a Google I know how to play them, Sarah, but the problem is you just need a. I'm not on your computer today. Oh, and so, so I don't that's have your why. email logged in, and so I can't play them. Okay, well, you know what? In the meantime, you'll eventually then fine. I will get that to you. Um, so anyhow, how do you feel about this? A couple stories I want to talk about before we discuss virtual reality at Auschwitz, which I'm still not sure I'm cool with. Um, are you happy that American, or sorry, United Airlines is now imposing and strictly imposing only one carry-on per flight? And people are like cheering about them and are so happy about yeah. this? Have you, have you really because here's the, the thing. point? You know, who, you know who carries two carry-ons? Who? Amateur-ass bitches, all right? <laughs> Amateur-ass people do that shit, all right? When you travel, if you travel on the regular, okay, you know exactly what the guidelines are. Like, you, like here's the thing. I travel, I travel all the time, right? So maybe it's because that's, maybe that's why I know. But I know my bag, 22 inches, 
Because it's not supposed to be bigger than 22 inches. Right. Okay, That's I know the dimensions. I have my bag. I pack everything concisely in there, and I'm ready to go. And I got my one bag. I don't need anything else. When you sit there, when you like, like, I have to bring so much crap for this time. No, you don't, okay? People need to look at themselves in the mirror and realize they are not that important, nor is there a hair thing, nor is all the shoes they're bringing. Like, no one's going to care. You're on vacation, okay? Take the minimal stuff you need. Take what you need to survive. Get there. Because the people that walk in that have, you know, a purse, a backpack, and then a carry-on bag, they go, but no, sir, I only have my one carry-on. This is a carry-on. This is a clutch. This is a purse. And this is a backpack. Those are three different. That's not. You don't have a list for that. It's like, no, lady. No, guys. You can't do that. Okay? You need to go walk the hell back off. Put it all in a suitcase. <laughs> check it. Pay the extra fees like anyone else who has to does. My cousins do this. This is another Sammy Rand. My cousins do this all the time. And they, they look at me like when I try not to help them. I was like, the Air France guy's talking to you. Go look at them. Don't look at me. I'm not walking up and helping you. I told you this was too heavy before we left the house. Are you on speed I told you- today? You like, I love it. You are like on one. You're speed, completely- Sarah. Speed. <laughs> you will not like, stop ranting. Like you clearly were at a Stevie Nicks concert recently. I was Monday Accusing night. Accusing me of being on speed. And what's next? Quaaludes? <laughs> No, but you like, How old you're you? like not even taking a breath. Oh my god! What? Because I'm on fire today. I haven't even told you the rest of the story. I don't care. I already know my answer. Okay. This is a Trump world we live in, Sarah. I'm supposed to decide before I hear the whole story. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, So United has said that people, their biggest issue is the fact that people are stuffing bags upon bags within bags. So here's the thing. If someone will take a carry-on and they'll put three or four bags in it, then they get on the flight, they take it down mid-flight and pull out all their bags, and it's like... You don't really have one carry-on. Yeah. So instead now, they're going to actually start fining people, and they're just going to refuse to let you have even an oversized tote and a carry-on. Doesn't that seem a little ridiculous? No. Because it's so annoying. Because you're the, I think the well, issue is also... Like two bags when you can no, get away with. But you say get away with, right? But here's the problem is... Two. You, here's the thing is... This is the exact mentality, right? So you say, I can get away with it. There's 30 other people on that flight that say they can get away with it, okay? And they all get in there with their extra bag. Now, I show up, and I refuse to board a plane until the very last boarding call. Okay. Because that Even shit's going to be there. zone two. It's going to be there for eight hours in the air anyways. Like, I'm not going anywhere, so I'm okay. not in a rush to get on that plane, right? But once I get on, I look, and there's a compartment above me, okay, that has enough room for three bags. There's three seats. One is empty. There should be room in there for my bag, but there's not because there's a million people that bring on extra bags and stuff everything in there they're putting their jacket they're yeah. putting this and i was like no 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 you put everything in your bag and you put your bag in there the people that walk in they have their jacket separately they have a suit bag they have this like you need to claim that that's an actual bag you I know i know i agree with you but anyway they're saying that they are going to really regulate and now one bag is one bag so no extra tote no oversized purse amen um, um, did you read that uh, Carrie Fisher is now saying that when she was Princess Leia and Harrison Ford was playing Han Solo, that mm-hmm. in fact they did have sex when they were making that Star Wars movie? So that's awesome. Good for her. Good for him. Well, here's the thing. Han and Leia did in fact hook up, but there was a massive age difference. Did you realize that Harrison Ford was in his 30s while Carrie Fisher was just 19? So, good for him. Good for her. <laughs> well, the other problem is that he actually had an affair with her, and she reveals that. So some people are saying that, you know, Harrison Ford is going to deny this because he was actually married at the time and had two small young children. Well, is he still married to that lady? Uh, no. Now he's married to Callista Flockhart. Good for him. Good for her. I'm going to stay with my same answer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? I just never thought those two actually hooked up, but now she confirms, in fact, they did. I think that's BS, though. Carrie Fisher, like, you should not you be mean? bringing up sex stories from, what, 35 years ago, 30 years ago? Why? Come on now, Sarah. Like, it happened 30 years ago. Clearly, he's moved on. Clearly, you've moved on. But she's just trying to do it to get a little bit of fame. Do you think that's... Well, she's yes. trying to sell books. She's I trying mean, to sell books. And that's why she's like, in my book, I'll tell you all about the time I slept with Han Solo. I hope she gives serious like, details. no. This is ridiculous. It's just... I don't, I don't find that right at all because... You know, if you're going to hook up with somebody, you did it. If you want to talk about it immediately afterwards, great. Show that you're a coward right then and there. You know what I mean? But if you're going to wait 30 years, that's just some douche move. Well, she said she waited 30 years out of respect for his marriage because he had respect. an affair. Well, then out of respect to keep it to yourself. 
Not anymore. Now she feels. Now she feels like he's in a happy marriage. She's over it. It's been years later. There's still all this fascination about Star Wars. So now was the time to reveal it. I love the juice. So I'm like all about the dirt. So fine. Disgusting. I can't believe you said juice when referring to Harrison Ford and close to <laughs> the one her name having sex. Um, hey, have you ever ordered? Now look, I know you've ordered weed from McDonald's, but have you ever ordered off the secret menu? Like, because people always talk about that there's a secret menu. There at isn't McDonald's. a secret menu. Because now they say there is. No, there isn't. Stop. People release these stupid articles every every other month or so, and I'm be the first one as a McDonald's aficionado. Okay. So you say we there's could nothing. call McDonald's in the D.C. area their regional office, and they will honestly tell you Sammy is an aficionado. If he tells you about McDonald's, he knows what he's talking about. No, there is no such thing as the land, air, and sea. Or the McGangbang. Or the McGangbang. Which is okay. a chicken McSandwich placed inside, supposedly, now, a McDouble. here's the thing. is What they're doing is they're taking things that professionals like myself do when we just naturally go to McDonald's. You know? Like, well, well, so, like, I'll sit there. I go, well, dollar menu. All right, cool. Give me a double cheeseburger for a dollar. Give me a chicken sandwich for a dollar. Boom. Throw the bread away on the chicken sandwich. Put that chicken in between. That's a McGangbang for two dollars and twenty cents. But you do it yourself. But you so have to do it saying, yourself. If you go uh, there, that's the it. thing. People walk in, they go, "Can I get a McGangbang?" The guys go, "You're like, get the hell out the restaurant, man! I ain't serving you nothing." Like, no, they're not going to serve you anything. They don't know what that means. So people are stupid. It's like going to Starbucks, and people go to Starbucks. They go, "Ooh, could I get the, <laughs> can I get the gingerbread nut sack?" And you're like, "Oh, well, unfortunately, I don't know what's in it. Like, it's just amaretto and some gingerbread flavoring." If you know what it is, you tell them what it is. So like we'll but go even with if it. I tell them what the McGangbang is, they're not going to do it. They're just going to give me two they're separate do burgers. Two they're not going to put it together. They That's they what you're legally saying. Cannot put, they cannot. Okay. Well, this article again brings up uh, a new Reddit conversation that says that these are supposedly true, that the land, air, and sea burger is slightly more complicated. It's a Big Mac, filet of fish, and a McChicken sandwich all stacked. All stacked together, for right? For $8.49. Because you got to pay for every sandwich individually. And so, yeah, but here, I think, here... I guarantee you the McDonald's in my hometown of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, okay? When I was in high school, there was probably some high school kids there that would do it for me. Okay. I just don't think that you're going to find it at most established, you know. It's not like it's not like a secret menu that corporate sent out and was like, all right, guys, if someone comes in and they order a McGangbang for their family, <laughs> make sure to give it to them this way. Like, no. Like How we about th- um, the Monster Mac and the MC-10 Is the Monster Mac, isn't that just two Big Macs together? It says that the um, well, it says the MC ten thirty five is essentially an egg McMuffin with a cow on top. Well, I'm think, I'm assuming that's an egg McMuffin with a piece of. You now my friends do this really good one too, where they actually get a McDouble with no ketchup or mustard, and they add Mac sauce, and oh, then they get a sausage be biscuit, shove that sausage biscuit in the middle of there, and they call it Redneck Big Macs. Because they'll get special ah. sauce on the side. They say the Monster Mac Burger is one of McDonald's media secret secret menu items. Sammy, all these articles say that it's true. In addition to the standard toppings that are included in the regular McDonald's Big Mac, the this Monster Burger includes a whopping eight beef patties. So if I walk in and I order a Monster Mac, you're telling me I'll get one? Because I'm telling you, Sarah, that's shenanigans. <laughs> That is complete shenanigans. This article go t- is just will, out. You know what? Hackthemenu.com. Hackthemenu.com says that it is, in fact, true. I'm literally going to snap my fingers, okay? And we're going to be there, and we're going to tape next week, and we'll be our, at, a, at a McDonald's, okay? Okay, fine. Let's try it, because they, they allege... That that is, in fact, true. Never. Now, do you think it's art? A woman is getting a lot of backlash uh, this week after she has an art exhibit called The Box where she'll let you fondle her breasts and touch her vagina in the name of taking back uh, power from sexual assault victims and also art. Do you think that's art? Yeah, man. If she calls it art, it's art. Well, I mean, come on. Anybody can call anything art. Art's like cooking, Sarah. Okay. You know? Anyone can say they're doing art. Anyone can say they're cooking. So, and not only that, but she'll sometimes let people finger her. Does that seem like art? I mean, come on. Is this really? This Sarah, seems like, again, it's up to the person doing it. only for 30 seconds. Only for 30 seconds? <laughs> this is so crazy. Milo More is a Swiss artist and psychologist, and she's been performing controversial nude public art for many years. In 2014, she wrote a bus naked, painted with the names of clothing items, uh, where they are supposed to go on the body. So, you know, bra. It's a shirt. Bra. Shirt, right. Um, 
Um, but more recently in Germany, she now has a mirrored box where she's asking people, and there's a camera inside, that they can touch her breasts and vagina for 30 minutes. Now, she's been shut down because people find this to be offensive and not art, but she's fighting back and alleges that, in fact, it is a form of performance art. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is. If it upsets <laughs> you and it makes you think another but way, how? that how? is naturally art. That is literally the definition of art right she there. She claims there's always a picture that women are victims. For me, that's not powerful. When you show that a woman has a voice when it comes to sexuality and has rights, I think it's be- a better way to show that women are not only victims. Mirrorbox is a better way to show that women are strong when they talk about sexuality so, so she's trying and to not say, only victims. She's trying to say that the men are the ones that are really gained because the women feel fearful for them being groped. Okay. But if you can show to the men that you don't even give a shit if you're groped, then therefore it takes the power away from them from trying to sexually right. assault you. You know what? You make a good point because that's what she says. Before a person comes to interact with me, um, they have to look at all the people around them and the mirror box has to be visible. So so then when she has this mirror box, you can see her, like her face in it. You can see people's hands going in. Yeah. So she says you, you have to make eye contact with her and look, and she has the right to stop it at any time. But then the video goes, do you have the, well, never mind, don't, don't, because it's all in Swedish, so you can't really understand it. But it does show everybody just like fondling her, and she alleges it's art. Um, people have asked her all kinds of questions. How does it feel to have strangers touch you? Um, she says, before I try my idea, I try to think about everything that maybe will happen so I can be calm. When I perform, I try to showcase the issue, to show female desire, and that I enjoy or maybe don't enjoy it, depending on what I'm doing. Do you want me I, to play the clip? I yeah, do have sure, it here. play it. Here we go. Okay, that is not the no. Okay, sorry. I'm not. <laughs> it's not it. Anyway, I don't know, I thought this was one of the strangest things I've ever seen, and I'm like, what? She says, yeah. Some men have even put their fingers in my vagina, but I never had a moment where I was thinking it's not comfortable or it's too much. When I have that moment, or if I feel a bit shy, then I ask them to politely stop. Now I'm going to throw this out there because I do bring <laughs> do this up every once this? in a while. I got to go out with a mirror box. This sounds great. But if this is a man doing this, I mean, there's no way that would be considered. Why? Right. Why not? You don't think that if women I would sat do that? There, okay, so I go outside, Sarah, and I'm in a mirror box that you can stick your hands in and fondle my nipples and my genitalia. <laughs> Are you telling me that people would line up and do this as long as they look? And, it, and I'm like, guys, it's empowering for You're men. It is empowering sick. for men. Okay, this is what I'm doing. No, people would. I would. No, people wouldn't do that at all. Um, but let's try it. You don't know. You can have the mirror. I think you should have more of the shadow box. The shadow box. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't mention my small penis. Well, the shadow box, look, she's got a, she's a beautiful woman. She's got a gorgeous body. She walks around naked. She says she's been arrested oh, several God, times. Oh, God, she does. Yeah, I don't look like that, Sarah. <laughs> I look like the one. You see that old man in the back how corner? Long, if we took you out on the streets with a mirror box over your genitals, how long do you think until you were arrested? Because you're not technically showing Not technically <laughs> showing anything, but I'm letting people just reach in and take a grab. I don't know. I give myself roughly... <laughs> do you think it would be super uncomfortable? I think the issue is you do realize I'm going to end up How on all these neighborhood already? blogs and all these neighborhood watch committees. Like, watch out. See, I think we should do this. Europeans always have the best ideas. That butt plug tree and now this mirror box. Mm. I want you to take back the power. I think it would be great. Just put a mirror box. Be like, touch me for your future. Well, I mean, I just feel like, you know, what you Take back to- the power. Grab my sack. Is that what it's going to say? <laughs> Is that what the sign will say? <laughs> or I feel like people could put on a penis puppet show in the mirror box. Like we could every day we could go out and you could dress your penis up as something else. You know how people would dress their penis up as Santa? Okay. And then you could just have like your own little, you know. We could have a little chant pe- going. Yeah, the penis you puppet show. You don't own her. Touch my boner. <laughs> you don't own her. Touch my boner. I see it. It's already. This is oh already coming God. together. This is a great idea, Sarah. She says, in the end, because uh, she was asked, what are you hoping that people take away from this piece? And she says, I hope that in the end they have respect toward women and that it's okay if I want to have sex um, and equal partners are willing. Und I want to say that I'm not a feminist. I see myself as a humanist, she ah, says. I see, okay. And Hepsi. <laughs> I didn't say that. What are you talking about? She says she also hopes to remove labels. A lot of people have labeled her as a bitch, a whore, dumb. All those words she claims are offensive and abusive. Oh uh, Yeah, they are. So anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I, 
I understand, sort of. I don't know. How, yeah, I get it. I mean, I get it. Like sure. I said, Sarah, she's trying to make it so that men will no longer feel that they're gaining power from doing it. If a woman doesn't care, then therefore a man can't gain anything from it, you know? I like it. I know I'm all for the idea. Dude, those guys look so creepy. I, well, you should watch the video. Watch the video of it. It's mirror box vagina art. Google that. You can watch the video and see all the men. And a lot of women, by the way, participated as well. She said she was happy about that, too. Anybody could come up. On... So a couple is getting, they're getting trolled for having a dry wedding. Now, I thought this was terrible, but they're getting trolled by their own guests. Do you think if you want to have a dry wedding that it's for your own moral purposes or you think you're just cheap? Because a lot of people call them out as just cheap. Um, honestly, if I got invited to a dry wedding, yeah, I would probably just send them a video response to okay. why I couldn't be there. Yep, that's the goal. Oh, this should be our anthem. What in the hell is that? Is that a song you did? No, it's Charlie from Always Sunny. Oh. You know that song, Go Fuck Yourself? (laughs) No, I don't. I never watched that show. No shit, Sarah. I would never have guessed you wouldn't watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, this made me question, you know, here's the thing. I wanted to say, like, oh, you know, I would support anybody who wanted to have a dry wedding. Like, it's their choice. And I think I would. I mean, I drink in moderation now, so it's not like I, you know, need to go and have a good time. That's bullshit, okay? Moderation does not mean the amount that you actually consume. It's how intoxicated you get, Sarah. So even though, yes, you drink one to one and a half drinks, you're getting shmammered. And? That's not moderation, then Sarah. Then I stop. Then that's the, called that's moderation. Not, no, moderation, that's bullshit. And I that's, only do it once in a while. Sarah, that's like me smoking weed until I'm so high. And I go, yeah, but look it. I didn't smoke from 4 until 8 p.m. That's no, moderation. you need to just, like, take a few less puffs. So what you need to do is puff, puff, and then pass it on and don't accept do it when it, it comes past. I pass past. it from my right hand to my left hand. <laughs> that's not good. And then I go puff, puff, and I pass it back. So honestly, if I had a, a dry wedding, you wouldn't come? No, absolutely not. Really? Um, my, that's a, so judgy. No, but here's the issue. It's because I've lived through a dry wedding, okay? When? My cousin, she was getting married, of, like, oh, I think I was like, 20-something? I don't know. But she was getting married, and we all went and we found out that for the big party that, you know, for the big party with both sides of the family, the groom's family had asked that there be no alcohol there, because they're a religious Muslim family. They wanted no alcohol. And we were like, what? No way. Like, I don't think you understand who we are, what we do for a little but we're drinking. Like, (laughs) this is bullshit. Their their couple's argument is drink prior to the wedding. You can't. You're there for. You're there. You're there. Drink prior to the wedding. Drink at the wedding. Because I'm, I'm there for eight hours, Sarah. I'm there for like eight hours. These are long ass weddings. Four, five hours, eight hours maybe if it's a long wedding. Dude, we think I'm gonna sit there. That I could have three shots before I walk in, but it's only gonna last me an hour and a half or so until I get sober and bored. So at this wedding, what we had to do, we actually had to sneak liquor, put it in the trunk of one of the uncle's cars, and then people would randomly go out to just go like, oh, I gotta go take a phone call. I've been to that kind of a wedding and too. They to go, and that was the worst thing ever. And we all promised as a family that A, we were gonna hold this over her head for the rest of her life, okay? And B, we were never gonna deal with that again. Well, I'll say this, because you know, it's funny. I, did, I went to a wedding where they had just a really poor choice of alcohol, and it was a cash bar, but they didn't have anything decent. So we had gone gone to a wine store before and got wine and had to do the same thing, go out in the parking lot, pour our own glasses until like the wedding receptionist person caught on and then they were really furious and yada yada. But it is kind of one of those things. I feel like you are asking people to come. Like you have to provide them with food and like a good time and yes. like a party. Like that's what people, they've spent a lot of money to get there. They've spent a lot of money on the gift for you. You know, it's like. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be judgmental in the sense like, do I you do. think if you I don't... I want to be judgmental for you, Sarah. Okay. If, if you don't have the money to put on a wedding, because the other reason, too, is they didn't want to spend the money. But this is my question. It's just then do you a just have a smaller bar. wedding. Yeah, you have a, you just at least have the option for people to have alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, I went to... Talk about a okay. Talk about a very inexpensive wedding. That pop up wedding that I rave about oh all the time. Oh my god, that was so great. You're talking about that was so much. Let's fun. say he spent seven hundred dollars. Okay, genius. Because cash bar still, he had people still buying their own drinks. But when they got in, he bought everybody a round of shots, everyone a round of champagne, and everyone like a beer. You know what I mean? So everyone got a few drinks. He went there like there's a way to do it cheap. I think people complain. I go well, hold on. 
You don't need all those freaking flowers. You don't need a cheesy wedding cake when you could literally go to a bakery and get a cake that's ten times better from a local bakery. You know what I mean? But like, you I'm could, with you on all You that. don't need to have this elaborate long. What do they call that thing? That the, the, thing the that, train. The train. You don't need to have that. Like you can just have a wedding dress, like a white dress. Like you know what I mean? But you decide that you're going to make this expensive for yourself. But yet somehow you feel that your experience and how you physically look and how it looks in pictures is more valuable than the experience of the others. Others that are yeah. the experience of the guests and the experience that the feelings they're going to leave with. So that's why I like my friends when they throw wings. We realize. Very casual. It's usually like a barn. Something, you know what I mean? Like it's nothing like too too fancy. It looks gorgeous. You it know does. that pop it up looks, wedding was genius. They all look gorgeous. Like I went to a wedding in a barn recently. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful there, but it definitely wasn't expensive. Do you think this too that um, the other the couple and you know they've ended up having a big fight amongst their family and also got trolled? But they also said you know part of the problem is that people now get so wasted at weddings that it becomes like just embarrassing. Get the, for the hell fr- out of it. If that was their other. Experience, I would literally tell them I am ashamed to have been your friends for it, this actually long. Actually, about their family, they say that one part, one side of their family can't handle their alcohol. That's and why. So drunk. That's what weddings are for. I kind of agree. I do. I do. I'm telling you, this is the thing. Like, I don't want to get. I would do the pop up wedding, or I would wait until I had the money to have like a full on. Because you know, part of me wants to have a giant lobster bake in Maine and like fly everybody there and put everybody up. And you know, I mean, do you want to see again, Sarah? Again, you could literally Cash bar, open bar. Okay, again. You could no literally do bar. a lobster bake in DC somewhere. Do you think so? Okay, for way cheaper. But it's not the your same. Friends come, how, no, see, because you're not on the ocean. Like, you're not, you know, Popham Beach, ocean. And then here's the well, thing again, for this ceremony, this, I've already planned this. Like, I want champs, like, so people can just be drinking all the time. So when you first walk in, even for the ceremony, you're given, like, alcohol, treats. Because I need food all the time. I have to munch. And I go to a lot of these weddings and a lot of these things, and they don't, they delay the food. You don't go to enough, you don't go to the weddings I go to then. Well, I guess they not. They serve us drinks before they. They actually do the ceremony. Oh, I love that. The, like, they literally, as you're walking in the ceremony, they gave you hard cider. They're like, here you go. Take a seat in the pews. Uh, enjoy your drink. Well, I don't have a dime, so I'm planning this in fantasy. So no, I'm, I'm, don't, I'm not no, doing Sarah, any. You can literally, why not throw a rager here in D.C.? Uh, go up might. to Maine and throw a rager with your family and the close people that can make it up there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you do. I think that's the better. It's supposed to have anyone massively trying to spend money for people to come there. No way. Well, uh, you can weigh in, too, by the way. Um, hopefully you are following us on social media. I'm on social media under Hey Frage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. So you're going to have a lobster hey bacon office. main for your wedding? Oh, my God. I have no one to marry. Okay, I'm busy look, this week. I'm busy that weekend. I don't know that Dan, who knows? You know, I mean, has anyone taken Dan's temperature today? Maybe he's in, maybe so. Well, but by the time I get married, here's what I can tell you. I'm probably going to get married and have kids, like, close to 40, right? I'm going to be, like, the oldest woman, preggers at 40. We're going to have to do this while I'm on bed rest, the show. I'm going to adopt a couple of kids, and then I figure at that time I'm just going to really do it up. So I would yeah, I would have a massive party You would just May. have a massive party in Oh May. my god, please. I would go over the top. T- you know me. I would hire like a pastry chef from here to come, but I want everything super homemade because I love homemade treats. I don't want anything to taste manufactured. How would so it be manufactured? If you're hiring a pastry chef, Sarah, they're making it. Like, what do you <laughs> think they're doing? Like, what pastry chef goes, oh, well, have you ever had the taste cake. <laughs> it is, uh, as they say, incroyable. Like, I want everything super homemade. I need, like, fresh cornbread. I need, you know, they've got to be almost baking it in front of us, but then I need lots of little snacks and treats. You do know you could probably have, like, in, someone in Maine make you cornbread, Sarah. That's not like, you don't really need Oprah's money, private so chef. That's like, what I'm saying. You could literally find some old lady in Maine and be like, ask your mother. I bet she knows someone that makes cornbread. Save yourself the cash. There's a new video out. I feel like we all need it in this current climate of how to win any argument. Did you watch this, Sammy, from uh, Amy Cuddy, who's a Harvard psychologist? Does it involve me interrupting all the time? No, actually the opposite, which I, I would challenge you to do. And the article, the video, it's actually, it's a minute and 16 seconds, says that if you want to win an argument from anyone, mm-hmm. the way to do it is to be totally present and listen. And if you are literally present in the moment, listening to the other person and not thinking ahead about your retort and what your your, how, your points and all this stuff if you're really in the moment you will find one item in that conversation that you can agree on and gravitate towards and the person will end up leaving the conversation agreeing with you do you think that's true i believe your hand motions actually displayed <laughs> the fact that that was completely true sarah they also say by building others up 
is also important throughout the argument. Give the other person the chance to speak their side. Hold on, I'm waiting for the next thing. This will allow them to feel like they're being heard. I'm giving you the time. Okay. You're not giving power away. You're allowing them to feel seen and understood. Do you Mm. think I do that to you on the show? No, absolutely not. (laughs) No, no. Listen closely and find out why the person is really upset. Lots of times they say in discussions, whether it's on Facebook or political, there's something underlying it. You might be surprised what's really bothering them and gain insight into their lives and emotions. So do you think lots of times when we argue on this, there's probably more going on with you that day, which is why you argue with me? More going on with me? Yeah. You trying to tell me I'm an emotional wreck like you? (laughs) No. Absolutely not. I am not emotional wreck. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm very stable. In fact, I'm down to only one therapist. Down to one therapist from three. (laughs) That is not true. That is true. I love therapy. And by the way, I feel the best, I feel the most confident, the best like ever place in my life right now. Really? Yes. Don't you? I mean, I I feel confident, but I don't need therapy. Well, anyway, this video I thought was great. You can Google Amy Cuddy if you want to see it, but it's how to win any argument. And I think it's, but let me ask you that point, though. Being present in the moment. Do you, because I never do that. When you're arguing, I'm always thinking of all the points that I can make to prove to you that you're wrong. Sarah, but I feel like. you're not going to win that way. I preach about being present in the moment, and you chastise me all the time for it. When? Every time. Here's my example social media. You always go, what Sammy, but you it? never post on social media. Like, you got to get more involved in social media. I go, yeah, well, unfortunately, Sarah, when I'm at that concert, when I'm at that awesome party, when I'm at that awesome event, I'm too busy living in the moment than to sit, oh, let me sit out and take out my phone and make sure I get a picture of this. Okay, well, that's crazy. You like, need I to don't, engage. No, but see, that's not, but hold on. But see, that's the thing is that's not living in the moment then. That's me so far. There are people that we know, all right, that literally you can look at their Snapchat and you can look at their Instagram, you can look at their Twitter and you go, there is no way in hell that you are having a good time. Name, no bear, names. All right, name, I will. No, no, okay, I was going to say, <laughs> fuck, don't test me on that one. I will. But um, they, you can tell they're not having a good time. I was like, wait, you're posting every five minutes. How can you actually enjoy yourself at the party? You're there, which means you're taking a picture, scrolling through, thinking of a good caption, going through, adding the filter. Both. Sarah, I do it. I do it. I have a great time. I'm you don't, you zone. You're not. You zone out, though, and you're on your phone, and you're so focused on that that you don't actually focus on the party itself. You are so focused on how you look in some of these pictures that you don't even realize it's not like the whole thing. Like, it was the vibe. It was that energy that you got from that first picture, I not your smile. I recently posted pictures with Bullshit. no filters. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. Go for it. Give no filters. Phone. I haven't taken. People tweet me all the time. They go, oh, how many pictures did it take for you to get that yeah, one? Yeah, that's what and I'm I looking at right now. Only two. Only, only five three. or six. <laughs> only eight. Eight or nine, ten, maybe. This is what I'm looking at. Look at, I'm clicking on photos. Yeah, go click, click away. There's hardly any there. Sarah, I've been doing a new I skin routine. Literally clicked camera roll. The very first what? thing there is is eight pictures of you in the exact same outfit, the exact same pose, trying to figure out which one looks best. Okay, hold on. I want the camera to come and get a look at this. Look at this. Literally the top. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh. eight, nine pictures of you and Gray, Sarah, trying to be like, ooh, which looks better? I forgot about those. Oh, and I don't. Yes, yeah, Sammy, I'm totally confident. I don't care. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Yeah, you are. It's about just having, you know, it's about engaging your audience. Sarah, but you're not, look at this, you're not, you're too focused on. (laughs) I will say this, I was proud of you for Stevie Nicks, though, when I noticed you had one picture. It was a picture before the show started. There you go. That was you truly being in the moment. See, and that pissed me off, because the one night I was going to be present and soak it all in, she didn't play one damn song I knew. I thought, well, that's what I get. Yeah, you should have stayed on Snapchat. Um, So, look, you said you were no longer surprised. You weren't surprised at all that a picture of you drinking, even if you're a teacher on social media, doesn't kill your career. No. You're correct about that. So this is a new story that says that there's only about four or five things now that will actually affect your career. But no matter what industry basically you're in, which I don't believe that. I think if you work with kids, see, I'll be fascinated. Leave us a voice message because if you work with kids, can you even post a, a picture of you drinking? Two zero seven six one three six six nine five. Are you kidding me? I used to date a kindergarten teacher, Sarah. We would post pictures of us drunk as shit at the at the pride parade. She's still a teacher. She's. St- I don't know. I mean, I. So she's my ex. How much do you think I keep track of that? I don't know. Let's get on the book and I'm see. I'm not going to get on the book and find out. All right. <laughs> First off, but I'm just telling you, like, she was a kindergarten teacher, and she would post pictures of you, me, and her with, like, guys in leather, you know, straps only, and us drinking on the street during Pride. Like, those are on her Facebook. 
Well, here are the five things. Okay, so first of all, they say, which is obvious, I would think, um, employers will not talk tolerate any racial slurs and prohibited well, no substances. Shit. Okay, yeah, nothing racist. You can't write anything racist. But sometimes you'll still smoke weed and post that, and that might be hurting your How is No, but that's not me saying TV I, show. It's not like when all of a sudden when I smoke the joint, they're like, oh, those dirty Arabs? Like, no, Sarah, my joint does not say that when I smoke it. Me smoking a joint is not me being racist. They just no, talk about being a racist. Hun, they said, here are the things. Employers don't tolerate racial slurs and prohibited substances. I'm sorry. Is A prohibited substance means that it would be... Illegal. Illegal. But if you go to Virginia, it still is. If you go to Maryland. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Where do I live? <laughs> D.C. Where do I, D.C., where it is... Legal. Okay, there you go. That's just what I want to say. Okay, that's just what I want to hear. I'm just looking to see if we get a job anywhere else. Uh, they say be careful what you like on social media. Employers are looking into your opinion as well. So if you're liking a bigoted comment or even a meme that's questionable, look out for that. Now, people don't realize that a lot of times when you like those memes, see, that they show up, up in people's timelines and stuff like that. And also, oh, yeah, I do that a lot too. Back to the marijuana the thing, Sarah. Ones, back to the marijuana thing. Yeah. Okay, just so we know, if marijuana was up, marijuana got more electoral votes than Hillary. Clinton. Okay, marijuana got more states to vote for it. I think it's like drinking, basically. So, boom. Let me post my picture of my Xanax. That's illegal, Sarah. That is a prescription drug, and you are abusing prescription drugs. Marijuana is I don't not... even take Xanax. That was a joke. You don't rip Xanny bars? Is this microphone on? No. No, I don't rip Xanny bars. When was the last um, time you parachuted one? Never, Sammy. I ended up giving you, you know, when I had my anal fissure. Are bringing this up on the, on the show right now? I, I gave them to you to dispose because you said there was a disposal center at the police station. So when you were about wow, to jail. Wow, you're setting me up to go to jail so bad because now you're making up a lie. No, Sarah, no, no. Hold on. If I'm going down, you're going down too. I took. I told you I wanted them because uh, my tooth hurt and I was going to take illegal drugs for it. I didn't even, yeah, don't even And you worry. were part of it. You were part of it. It's not illegal. So if I'm going down, you're going to jail too. We'll be I, in the same woman's prison. Here are the other, okay. Here are the other things on social media that could prevent you from getting a job. Limit how active you are on social media. If you have post after post, if you're posting during business hours multiple times, they assume that you uh, clearly are not dedicated to your job. Don't speak ill of a former employer. Oops. Um, and they say, hype the volunteering and community involvement. Employers are always looking for new teammates that will help build the community. But that's bullshit. Just because you saw me once at, like, a, like, oh, what, you saw me at a charity event? And, you like, all you see is you see pictures of me at charity events? Does not mean I'm in a charity. I'm going there for the free booze. Well, that's what they're saying, fake it. I know, which is terrible. That's bull. No, I, I look at this. People ask me, like, because well, you don't post that much anyways. I go, because honestly, I already have a thousand pictures of me drinking on the Facebook. That's pretty much like every night we're out doing stuff. That's what we're doing is we're drinking. So how many more pictures could I post? Um, well, uh, hey, I mean, there you go. I know. I'm just saying that could be one insight. Uh, here in D.C., though, lawmakers have, fi- have given final approval to a bill allowing terminally ill patients to end their lives with a doctor's help. So dying with dignity is now officially passed in D.C. Do you think it's too much? I mean, I'm looking for, and I'm not making light of this, but I really do want to podcast from someone's uh, but- death with dignity. Yeah, but you do realize that that inherently you saying that you're doing that. What? Because our job is to get as many people to listen as possible. Right. Well, I think that would be fascinating. Yeah, but I think, you know what I mean? It's death, and so I feel like at that point you're going to also get, you know, I'm just, look, devil's advocate here. You're trying to display someone's, you're trying to, you know, broadcast someone's last moments because you want to get a bunch of listeners. No, I want to. No, find but I'm gonna say, but that's what people like. are gonna. But people, are, I know, I get that. But people are gonna say that. Is what oh, I'm I don't care about. what people say. I know you, you don't how care. Do people not know this by now. I love. It. I adore you. You're always so sweet. Like, because of you gotta go through it because you're the one that gets upset when I'm like, well, they think this of me. I was like, well, Sarah, I told you, people will sometimes think stuff. You gotta like. I try to gauge when I when I before I say something, I try to gauge what I think everyone will react to it, how they will react to it. That's okay? terrible. Why do you care? You have to be real. It's not so no, you I am say real, this and it makes me. This is what honestly concerns me because you are so you like come off all the time like you don't care what people think or say about you but you really do no, no, because I don't you're always care. saying to me oh my god did this you see is what about our jobs Sarah. no this is about I'm our like, job they say cares? about me personally this is about our jobs okay and when you sit there if someone all goes now that is tacky they did this from a death they're never going to listen to us again so i am worried on that sense because i'm worried that people will look at that and they won't think it's as like big as we think it is and they'll actually think it's really tacky and it will turn people off 
This has nothing to do with me personally. If they were between, they go, hey, Sammy, oh, your hair or your beard, I'd tell them to suck on these. You know what I mean? I don't care about me personally. I'm talking about our career, about our job, okay? That's what I get but worried that's about. What this that's what this podcast is about. I mean, we're doing topics. That's why we have people like Christopher Doyle, who's the gender identification therapist on. I mean, we do things that are that's way outlier. This so is different. Is this. this is no. This is someone's last moments. This is them. Who is, this is choosing at, to do it? And if they now choose has to, been advocating this for if a they long choose time. To, if they choose to let us be there, absolutely. Yes, of course. It's not like I'm going to bamboozle something. But I think it's the idea. But I think it's the notion of. But I think it's the notion of. We come in. I think that now you've mentioned it on the air. If they want to be part of it, they'll definitely reach well, out. But course, I think. That's what but I'm I think saying. it's the notion of we were joking. Like not if we were joking or not, but talking about how we were going to reach out to people. And be like, hey, would you be willing to, like, like that's, you can just reach out. I was just soliciting going, hey, I want to do this. Because I think it's fascinating, mostly for my own thing. We all face mortality. And it's like, I don't know if I could really make that decision of the dying with dignity. Like, I don't know if I could really do it. Because I talked to you about having faith on this show. I would question that. I would also, like... You don't know what life has in store for you. I know you might have stage four cancer, but you don't know what's going to happen. Could you really end your life? I want to broadcast and talk to somebody who is making that decision. It's going to affect all of us. If you, How do you do that? So if you like, – I feel – because here I'm going to say this from my opinion, all right? If I was watching TV and I saw, like, Oprah live, but, like, Oprah doing a special with someone who is dying with dignity – I would go, that is some cheesy fucking bullshit. Like, that is some that is some low shit right there. That's, like, I what I like would think that's... because I look at that. Like, I look, you know, I find that we're very compelling. You know, we can yeah. do the really deep stuff. But I think it's different when we talk about someone's mortality. You know, someone actually making a life decision like that. You know, like, that is something that I find to be, like, if it was me, I would consider it to be so personal that I wouldn't want anyone to be involved in it. But that's and so choice. I have to, that's you know, but I have not... to look at that from their perspective. I go, oh, all right, well, I'm assuming that a lot of people would probably, you know, feel the same way that they think it's just a very, you know, it's not tactful, I guess. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know. I disagree because I think be interested, people want their story told. I think they're making that decision. I mean, there was a great Washington Post article we talked about. Yeah. Most people make that decision not because of pain. They're not worried. I mean, now if you're if you're in any condition, I mean, basically they can morphine you at any hospital. Yeah. You don't feel any pain. They're making that choice more out of because they want to die in a certain way. They want to die in their home. They want to die. That's what I think is fascinating because, again, to some degree, you're controlling your death. Is that what it's about? I think it's a much bigger question than, uh, you know, oh, hey, we're doing this and it's tacky. I mean, uh, but again, but no, I, I think don't that, care don't you, what like, people I, think. So. I guess, yeah, but I mean, but unfortunately, like we always say, as much as I say that too, and you always look at me, you always say, Sammy, but unfortunately, that's our job. Like, we need people to listen to the show, you know. When do I ever say that? You've I never told say that. To me before? Yeah. I'm saying, like, we're doing this show, it's like anything goes. It's about entertaining and inspiring people. It's somebody who wants to die with dignity and is making that choice and is happy about it and wants to talk about it publicly, and there have been a couple of people who have, that's an interesting story. That's something, like, I want to know about because someday we're going to have to make that decision. Do you want to do that? I didn't know how I'm going to do it. I, oh, God. I don't even want to know that. A bunch of Hebrew hot dogs. <laughs> no. Three pounds of grape jelly. Anyway. That's ongoing. We'll see if it happens. It has to be the right situation. So I agree. also, um, I have some bad news for you too. What? It just froze on us. Oh no, really? It did. Okay, well. So what do you want to do? All right. Like the, the audio. Just is froze. it done? Uh, no, I mean, what do you mean? Is it done? It just it's not moving anymore. What do you want me to do? Okay, well. Do you just want to restart the show? I got. I don't know what to do. You're so full of shit. Yes, I am. Oh my god! Stop Ta-da! it. Okay, fine. Tomorrow we didn't even get to the virtual reality story. Well. But we'll talk about that tomorrow, so you'll have to tune in. Comedian Bob Marley's going to be on the show, and I have to... Smoking the weed! I do have to shout out our friend Mike Scott. Thank you for the wedding story. Love you. 